Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. From the day we arrived on this planet, yeah. blinking, stepped into the sun. There's more to see than can never be seen. More to do than can ever be done. My God, today. Hello. My Amen. God. You know what I just realized that we're missing? I don't have one anymore. What are you? Oh, the bell. The be- I never ordered a new one. Where'd you put it? Well, okay. So you the had story- two at one point. I what know. happened? So the story with the two bells really quickly is that the first one we ended up keeping at uh, the <laughs> studio. <laughs> that one place. That one place. Mm-hmm. So that one got snatched up. And then those who know me personally know that I used to carry the bell in my Annalise Keating purse. And I went to a friend's house and I left it there. And so... Because Charlotte would break it out during the middle of the table talk at the the mixers. And so he and his boyfriend were like, sis, this is now part of our living room aesthetic. We've fallen in love with it. It's become a party trick. And let me tell you something. If you ever come to Hollywood and there are black folk, in particular black gay men, ringing bells in social settings, just know that they got that from the Kiss and Tell (laughs) So both bells are missing and I never got around and I should have ordered another one. You should have. It was Prime Day like right now. I know. Well, it was yesterday, right? Something I think like it that. ended, but yeah. What's up, guys? It's been a while. Wow. How you been? You know, this feels weird. This a feels weird bit. to be doing the cat radio again. Yeah, but I'm, <coughs> I'm happy that. Excuse ooh, me. Jesus. Sorry, sorry. Was that Cookie's hair? Sorry, I don't know what it was. I had a baby, y'all. Um, Cookie, if you guys follow me on social media, you've seen my um, my handicapped French bulldog, Cookie. Well, well, hold on. Let's start with December because I feel like we owe oh, people geez. an explanation. <laughs> Do we know? So I'm just going to give them a brief rundown. So in December, for the month of December in particular, actually for, I want to say like two or three months, we were working with a different studio. And yeah, it was about two months. It was about two months. And so you all know that we normally have our weekly guests and our final guest of the year, I was up literally visibly upset because we never got a chance to do like our year round off show. We were going to have our former co-host Kendall come on mm-hmm. and he had signed on and we were ready to go and literally there in the building <laughs> and something, in the building, something happened with the studio and I threw my hands up at the whole situation. So that is why you never got your year end round up episode of kiss and tell. It was going to be a surprise to have Kendall back on. It was going to be fun. We were going to talk some mess. I was going to troll, you know, that's one of my favorite past times when it comes to him in particular and you know it just didn't end up happening and so from there jace do you want to pick up the ball and so when i say so i'm typically the more optimistic one out of the two of us (laughs) out of the bunch (laughs) and i will i will say that the end of 2018 with kiss central radio was a bumpy (laughs) motherfucking road the whole year was the whole year but the ending because we were like we made the decision yes to you know go independent completely and make that move and like do our black ass thing in these streets and we made that decision because we were not really benefiting from being associated or affiliated Um, with any anybody or anything that's that's the god honest truth right um but i will say that last day sitting in um where was that subway and my god yes i've I've never felt defeat like that since in a very very long time well i was still working in reality tv at the time and i remember i 
will ask my Uber driver to punch it all the way from <laughs> Northeast yes. Valley to Koreatown only to go home. Yeah. Without, because our engineer, did, didn't he end up going home early for the holiday or something like that? And something, it was no one some, wanted to step in. Yeah, and, it was just something. It was just, but you know what? We, I'm happy that we took as long as a break that we did. Um, for multiple reasons, because one, I think I was, we always say that, you know, Sean and I got to know each other on this show. and so, Four years ago. Four years ago. Two, like this day almost, like yeah. this week. This was week our, marks four, four years happy since Kiss and Tell launched. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. As well. We were just young, just tender things. How old were we? 27? Uh, we were 31. We, yeah, 27. 27 doing Kiss and Tell. Yeah. And so we, we literally have been in front of a mic. Um our entire friendship essentially yes. and so i think it was good because like we got like i appreciated it you know just having fun without a mic or having to present to the world or yeah the the break was listen okay so the it was break, unintentional by the way it was unintentional it was needed we both i feel like we both grew in so many different areas if it, it feels like you know even coming together now feels just like a fresh slate mm -hmm. like you've been doing your thing I've been doing my thing, and it's Blue just... Check Star <laughs> is out here in these streets. A gift from the gods. You know, that's an unsuspecting gift from the gods that no one has stepped forward and claimed responsibility for. So I learned not to question my blessings, and I'm just going to say that, you know, maybe Twitter, you know, recognized the girl, the, the doll for who she is. So if you guys don't know, to... if you guys don't follow Char Says So, at Char Says So, she now has a blue check. Only and on Twitter, not on IG, but Twitter. That's good enough for me. It's a blue check. It's a blue check. It's a blue check. Yes. Um, and I woke up to an email saying, congratulations. Happy Char birthday. says so has been verified. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> it's like on a random Thursday. Yeah. And I didn't even apply for verification. You remember Twitter took that away because we mm -hmm. both used to do it. Yeah. We used to apply like, you know, it was like once every six months yeah. we'd take a stab in the dark. It was like six weeks. And then <laughs> when those white nationalists came to, to rise and everybody, you know, they were applying and getting approved, Twitter took away way the application process so it's literally you know they're they're gifting them now right so i appreciated that and so well i'm still blue checklist so maybe one day i'll get as cool as char oh hush. um but also one thing i kind of put a damper of which i mean i one of my family members uh, was actually diagnosed with cancer um yes. char knows the deal and so i've had to step in on a family basis to kind of help out with chemo and that whole bit and so that kind of pushed out again because like i said we had no we had we didn't have a date from when we stopped. We didn't have a solid back. date. We right. just had a, an idea. And I let Jace drive the boat for that because both of our schedules were. Yeah. I haven't been hectic. in California. So I'm like, okay, when you get your, because, you know, he, you know, globe trodden and stuff. So I'm like, and, you know, Char don't ever go nowhere for the most part. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you decide when you think it's a good time. You know, I'll, I'll make time for the cat radio. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, mostly for this year, if you all haven't been keeping up with me, I'm with Fine Brothers Entertainment now. You can find me Come reacting. On, Fine Brothers. You can find me on the Adults React channel. It's been fun. I recently did the Hot Ones Challenge, and I slayed it, of course. You all know that I'm a spice girl. I love the hot sauces and the peppers and all that good stuff. But I've done other things on that channel. I've... Um, this year, I also done a few more red carpets with that grape juice. Char says so. The YouTube channel is back. Yes, it came. That's something with that came out background. of nowhere. I auditioned if, for a project. If you all hear a growling sound in the background, it's Jace's damn dog Cookie. I gave birth. It's that's Cookie making the sound. But yeah. I, what I will say is that. <laughs> 
what brought Char says so back because I've been gravely intimidated. You all know to bring back my YouTube channel was one day I used my equipment because I have equ I've had equipment in my living room since 2017 <laughs> and I used it to for an audition because I use it for self tapes when people, you know, send me emails and we just want to see how you read or how you sound doing this story and stuff. And I just was like, maybe I'll just do a, mm -hmm. a little video and then it turned into me every week. Here I am. Mm -hmm. And so um, and it's good. Thank you. I've, I've been dabbling around in some editing. If you all have not checked that out, that's at YouTube.com backslash Char says so. So that's for the most part what I've been doing and just, you know, the freelance life. I worked. I got a chance to work with Afropunk and HBO on a project a few months ago. And I was on Channel Q Radio yesterday. Listen, Char is it's, I'm in a different space this year because last year almost took me out. I'm on, even though you all probably could not tell, I was going through it last year. And I want to say that that's even an understatement. I still haven't really found the language to describe my 2018. 2018 just really did a number on me, but I still showed up and, you know, did the work, so to speak. But this year has been very, very good to me. And um, I think it just all started with, excuse me. <coughs> I think it just all started with changing the way that I talk to myself mm -hmm. um, and knowing my worth and really just staying in a like this perpetual state of gratitude, even mm -hmm. when curveballs come. And I know that I've talked about you all know that I've talked about things like this for years now on this show, but it, it feels elevated. It, it feels a little bit more grounded now that. Not to say I ain't been through nothing in the past, but 2018 was something, something. Right. Something, something. So, yeah. With that double. I don't even want to go into detail about it. I don't know if I if I ever will feel comfortable publicly to, to you know, come forward with a lot of that what I went through. Um, but, yeah. So, I'm in a good space this year, and I'm taking advantage of every moment. And I'm all about the hot girl summer. I have fully yes. subscribed to the hot girl agenda. Shout out to Megan the stallion out here doing it. You know, I love a, a tall girl and she happens to be from Texas too. So it, you know, not to go on this tangent, but that is basically the last seven months for me. Um, rounded up. And now, you know, yeah, we're about to be 32 in a few months. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we still have half a whole last year. Remember the we, 30 countdown. We, we just turned 31, <laughs> if that's the case. Um, yeah, so the past seven months. Um, so Yale um, emailed my black ass, um, and they wanted me to be part of a study. And for me, I went to Cal State Fullerton in Orange County. So that's a Cal State school. I think my first semester was like $3,000 because of furlough and the economy it went up. But it's the cheap-ass ranking school. Yeah. Great communications program. Great baseball team. Not the best. Um, so Yale actually emailed me from an event I did two years ago in New York. Um, I hosted a event for a male survivor, which is actually they were part of the Oprah interview that she did with uh, Michael Jackson situation. Leaving Neverland. There we go. Where she had the special um, on – so it's that organization that's based out of the East Coast where they help male survivors. Um, but anyways, she remembered me from that thing. She asked the, pre the president of the organization if they knew me. They emailed me, asked me if I wanted to be a part of this organization and this board for Yale University. I said, hell the fuck yeah. And so we've actually been doing a lot of work. So they're building out a study specifically. And I'll promote it more once it's more sustained um, mm -hmm. about what it actually is. Mm -hmm. But it's for uh, gender minorities who are male, who have experienced some form of sexual trauma. And it's kind of a group discussion and kind of like 
this it's part of the psychology department so it's all like mind-based and kind of like working through what that means for sexuality what that means for like navigating life so it's actually a really good study um it's different because as i mentioned before i am probably the youngest person i'm definitely the youngest person and i'm one of the only black people on there Ooh, that yeah, matters that, it, it definitely matters and, and this so, is for is this board for minorities or just for the study is people? for not minor it's gender minority so if so if you're cis hat male you cannot participate but if you're a trans male if you are a gay gotcha. male if you're a bisexual non-binary male, right wrong binary male yeah so gotcha um it's been definitely interesting i think one of the biggest things is wording because a lot of the times uh because these people are all doctors and so they all use medical terms and all the different mm-hmm. stuff like that and i'm just like joe schmo or kyle or whoever down the street is not gonna understand what you're, tra- what you're trying to say because i don't get it mm-hmm. like they said um they uh what is it the GSM community. I'm like, what is that? What What is that? The gender, gender sexual minority community. Okay. And I was just like, no one is going to. I'm just really tired. I'm, I'm in it and I don't even know what the hell you're talking right, about. Right, right. So it's kind of a conversation like that. That's my job to kind of like guide them in the right direction. So, I mean, I hope it turns out great. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. Um, like I said, I had a baby, Cookie. Um, Cookie is mean as hell, y'all. Cookie is a French bulldog. She, she got a gangster lean. She likes Jace. She no, don't deal with. She likes Auntie Penny. She don't deal with nobody else. Okay, well, she likes the Saddler. <laughs> and she likes Meep. Um, Meep is a Saddler, too. Uh, I love Meep. Yeah, no, Meep is, Meep is that girl. Uh, but yeah, it's, we went on a cruise for Pierre's birthday. Happy birthday, Pierre. Uh, we went to Mexico and Sonata. I got sick the last day because the book was rocking and not in a good way. You know like what? That Aaliyah. was the worst situation. I, that was my third cruise in my life and by far the worst situation as far as – because I don't get motion sickness and normally I can't even feel the boat. It's, it's literally is like a floating hotel. Like, wow, we, we got here overnight. No. But something about that damn ship – and I also that don't know if it felt- has to do with the, the global warming of it all. And keep in mind, we went during – um. It was weird. We were in Mexico, but like fully clothed. Like you had to buy a hoodie. I had a sweater. Right. right. So I wonder if the, the temperature with it not being still waters because it wasn't hot outside or something like that. Because it was windy. Right. It started raining you know? at the tequila place. They were picking me upside down, pouring tequila a down A white my girl tried to steal clothes from me. It was. The- <laughs> and she almost got her shit rocked. It was some kid. Remember that man came out the ground? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Me and Shaw are yes. in It's Not in Mexico. Enjoy yes. tequila. And we heard yes. a long sh- it was from A man a literally man came out of the ground. Ninja Turtle style, y'all. And then he put the thing up. back and yep. it walked away. Like it was nothing. We're yep. like, what? And I said, let me mind my Negro ass. We're like, business. hold on. Is this normal? Like on an intersection. Like it wasn't like no, like no. We, we saw were someone get a arrested. Interse- yeah, someone got arrested. He was crying. They attracted us to that one restaurant for the outdoor appeal. But once you stepped on the indoor, it was like still being constructed. Mm. Granted, mm. we didn't eat anything. We had chips and guac and margaritas around of margaritas but the inside of this restaurant it was like asbestos yeah they were still like it was still construction i could uh just was the worst the music was like mm, it was not good but the was, music the only time time that we really turned up was at fat tuesdays fat, and let me, we were let me tell you about your friend it was Char. coyote ugly Char <laughs> was on top of the bar hanging on to swings letting dipping it low letting mexican men pour tequila shots down my listen i made a point when i went on that cruise, I made a point to go on vacation. Absolutely. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this vacation. And that is exactly 
what I did. I lived you my sure life did. to my fullest potential. You absolutely did. Listen, you got to free yourself. What I've been learning is you can't draw hard lines in the sand. You can't put a period where where an ellipsis belongs. You know, don't be so so much in a rush to define who you are because you're constantly changing and evolving. Mm-mm. And so loosening up for me is something that I was like, I mean, I've always been a loose bird. Let me what? tell you something. I'm 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 a bit raggedy. Okay, don't let all of yeah. the uh the uh mm. the the smart and fun talk fool you. I'm a bit of a bird, as I'm sure people, because sire. You are a bird. I was about to say sire still teases me about the chicken wing story from the friend zone Beverly last Hills. year. Yes, so uh, I I had quite the time. Speaking of last year and the friend zone and the chicken wing story, I asked that story literally links back to Mason because I asked Mason for the chicken wing yeah. and you're working on a project with him, right? Yes. So Jason Mace will be dropping. I'll just say any day because it's done. But what know. is Jason Mace? So Jason Mace is a spinoff of Mason's episode of Kiss Until Radio. So he was the most Lord, listened to episode of Kiss Until to this day. Which I thought it was at the time because I thought Ryan beat him out. Did Ryan beat him out? I think Ryan beat Mason. Okay. But yeah. at the time that you all made the show, yeah. Mason was, he the, was, he was the, by far the most controversial. I was trolled on, online for half a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that day. Mm, gruesome Friday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a spinoff. So it's five episodes of Jace and Mace. Uh, just talking about different topics. There's a topic about, um, you know, quapples and drupals, so open relationships. Uh, we talk about um, self-love in a sexual way. We talk about all types of different things. And so it's a fun project. It's filmed. So you can see our beautiful it's gonna be faces. It's going to be on YouTube. It's not on podcast YouTube. form. It's not podcast form. So it's, um, it's video and it's on YouTube as well as Vayview. So if you guys know what blockchain technology is, download the Vayview app. It'll be on there as well. Um so yeah, it's a fun thing. Um, it's a little short mini series. We filmed it last year, um, so it took a little while to come out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, for uh, a the, little while, for some um, unceremonious. Who y'all think y'all are uh, the Real Housewives? Well, you know, one of the producer and I had some issues that went down last December, and so you know we have reconciled those things, Ooh. and we have went back to you know moving forward like strong, <laughs> mature individuals and finishing projects. Well. Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> so recently, was that all you had to say about Jason Mace? We Check it out. Yeah, it. you expect it in August sometime. So now and it's, it's cute. August. I think you should have Freaky Boys because um, they're the theme song for the actual oh, show. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh yeah, and then last weekend we went to San Diego. We did. We did for a museum, which I thought was going to be that was the most racist experience I've ever had in San Diego. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go into detail because it's going to raise my blood pressure up again. But that was like American Horror Story San Diego. I could not believe. You know what? I think because it was pride, first of all. And, you know, and we white were Negroes. Gays, right. Because the white gays are a different breed of people. And y'all know I don't like prides. Speaking of prides, this year I participated in my first pride officially. That's what I forgot to mention. I, I you was, were in pride? Yes. With oh, the Ashley parade. Marie, yes. yes I, I was in the parade with Ashley Marie Preston. And shout out to Patrice Cullors, who is a founder of Black Lives Matter. The original Black Lives Matter, not one of these rinky-tink derivatives that excludes LGBT people. And, uh, yeah, that was a weird experience because you all know that I'm not a fan of Pride, and it's not just Pride exclusively. I'm just not a fan of large crowds, especially in the year of our Lord 2019, because I know that I understand that we have not been given the spirit of fear. But let me tell you something. When there are large crowds of marginalized groups in one place, Mm. place, anything is... 
anything is bound to happen. And so I'm, I just got the heebie-jeebies about it. But it was a good experience. And it wasn't it like supposed to be symbolizing like the merge of like black women yes. of all types so, together? So our car, and this is all available on my um, on my Instagram if you all want to go take a look. But we had a, a drop top like BMW that was covered Ooh, covered on, in white top. and um, Jaguar. Yes, like Vivica Fox. It was covered in white and pink roses uh, because, as you all know, or may or may not know, but you should know, we lost eleven black trans women this year, including five in the month of June. And you know, the month of June marked fifty years since Marsha threw that shot glass mm-hmm. at Stonewall Inn in um in in what is it Greenwich Village? Greenwich Village. Greenwich well, Village. Well, the West Village. Well, the West Village yeah. of of New York. So it was it was you know bittersweet, especially you know not to because I feel like I'm on a tangent. Jason and I are just talking. By the way, there's no notes or anything. Right. So <laughs> hearkening back to the episode of Pose where Candy was murdered, you know. Um, Angel delivered a line that says we lost 11 girls this year and that took place in 1990 and so to see in 2019 ain't nothing changed um, it just it, it wasn't a good feeling and so to have to lose five sisters um, in the month of June just had my emotions all over the place during Pride Month in particular Malaysia Booker right because yeah. uh, I did the Red Pill podcast which recently came out that's Van Lathan if you all are not familiar he garnered fame last year in particular when he checked the hell out of Kanye West with that whole slavery is a choice comment down at TMZ. Trash. So we we taped this podcast in April and it just debuted. But at the time when I listened back to it, I was rejoicing that although Malaysia Booker was a hashtag that she was still here to tell her story. And when Jason and I got back from the cruise, uh, Malaysia was murdered. Like that's when I found out that she was no, murdered. No, it like, was during the cruise. Well, that's what I'm we saying. We were on Catalina Island. When I got back, that's when my phone, because you know I didn't want any service. Oh, yeah. Like people Roaming. were DMing. Right, people mm-hmm. were DMing me, and so that her murder in particular just it weighed especially heavy on me. And so um, I forgot where I was going with this, but uh, uh, you the were San Diego about Pride. Pride. Well, the racist pride. Yeah, San Diego Pride was was too. San Diego was too much for me, and that was my first time in the gay area. Uh, yeah. of San Diego. The other two times that I went there, I had fun. You were in Gasland before? I don't know. The The first time I went, the boys had a performance. Shout out to the Freaky Boys. They were on tour. And so we were with a lot of black LGBT people at clubs and stuff. And then the second time I went, I was with the cis hats at, at clubs and dancing and yeah, getting drinks and stuff. Yeah, you're probably in Gasland. And then this time, I was like, oh, hell no. So this time we were kind of in the WeHo of San Diego. So they had a, a cantina there. Um, like they do all over, you know, the gay areas. And it was just not... Everything was off. Everything was off. But that's just like kind of normal for that. Because I've been in those spaces before. And San Diego gives me what people think L.A. is supposed to be. It's very dirty blonde it's hair. Very clean. Flip-flops, clean, um, distressed denim. Like, <laughs> it's very, like, SoCal. I think L.A. is a little bit more grunge compared to... Yeah, cookies over here kind of... Um, and so when we were there, when you add on the pride and then specifically for that area is very like white gay dominated, it just was like a lot and people don't see black people and the black no. people that see have like bad hairstyles, like, you know, I mean, I don't want to the, talk the, about the quote unquote, the, the, I have a black friend, black people. Yeah. We, we're past some club. They're singing some one song and we yeah. saw these black people tuning along to like it this was, one, like, I didn't like, I was uncomfortable. Song. I was uncomfortable. I did not like it at all. Yeah. But, um, but I saw my cousins. Aside from that, we 
because by the time you all hear this, The Lion King will be out. Yeah. And I guess I want to talk to you about your review. I I released a review, a visual review on my YouTube. I saw that. Um, but I guess we can kind of talk about it without, you know, giving away any spoilers. Yeah. Well, thoughts. When does it come out? On Thursday night? Yeah, well, come uh, officially Friday, but you know how okay, it is so with, with movie rollouts. You can go see it Thursday right, night. Right, 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 right. Um, at the midnight showing. Right. So, The Lion King, for me, uh, see it, first of all. Definitely see it. Um, I think people were a little harsh with their, um, I guess, analysis of the preview. I got a haircut today, and my brother, who's also my barber, was like, well, it looks kind of bad with the graphics. Visually, it looks beautiful. It, it really looks is. very, very real. Um, so you don't have to worry about, you know, Simba twitching because of a glitch in the Matrix. Um, but Do you think that has to do with us being particularly, especially critical of us? Of black people? Yes, black folk being critical of black people. Uh, because The Lion no, King, because out of all of the live action remakes, The Lion King, from what I've observed, has gotten the most flack prior to the movie coming out. I can see if it were already out Absolutely. and people were talking. But out of all of the Disney live animation, live feature remakes, The Lion King has been, I don't know if that's because it's the uh, beloved or like I said, if it's inherently one of those things where we are hypercritical of one another. Um, I, I think there is a point of that, but you also have to realize a lot of, times like the cast is black through who made it are a bunch of white nerds yes and i think people don't really realize that because like, they see a black, black cast yeah and like ooh, beyonce ooh, Gambino. yeah and it's just it's not that way like the director was very much white um people john who favreau made it, yep so people who made it are actually very caucasian the cast who are part which i was i could appreciate because i watched the robin roberts special last night and i didn't realize a lot of the cast the first time in 94 were caucasian all of African, them yeah except for sarabi and, and mufasa, mufasa. Pasa, right. Yes, I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of white people in Africa. Yeah. And so I could appreciate this go around, um, the, the fact that they tried to, or they did, put a lot of black people. Well, you know that wouldn't have flown in, in 2019. Yeah. They couldn't have announced the line. Right. And what, have Scarlett Johansson? Johansson? That's not like, can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus. I could play a tree, a rock. Please. A turtle. Don't get me started. I'm, I'm, a I'm flushed out with the hot topics. Let's just keep talking. <laughs> But um, definitely go see it. I think it does lack the dramatic and uh, kind of what people say, the, the emotions when it comes to a lion because it's a lion. It looks like a real-life lion. And so if they're singing, I can't wait to be king, it, like even their mouth don't even open up all the way. It's kind of like, I can't wait to be king. And then it's just like, king. But you can hear it. So I agree belting. with that. I agree with that. On my YouTube review, I mentioned that I don't think anyone did an overall bad job. What I will mm -mm. say is that there were certain – moments that we've been conditioned to because we have such an appreciation for the 90s cartoon Absolutely. version there are certain emotional um moments that didn't really uh hit. speak to me yeah it didn't it didn't hit it like did when hit. whenever when they were going down the spine of the elephant graveyard like the elephant that scene they can't have a real life lion gyrate they actually on. could have they could they have they could have but they didn't. But they, and that's yeah. what they said that the Jungle Book that remake was a little bit more vibrant than the Lion King. Yeah, I loved the Jungle Book. It was kind of scary. Isn't Scarlett Johansson in that? Don't she, she play the snake? Where'd she play the monkey? Let me look that. No, I think she <laughs> plays the the snake. Let me look that up as I'm talking. But um, but yeah, go see it. It's definitely a still a classic. What do you movie. give it out of ten? <sighs> I would give it probably a six. I gave it a seven point five. Yeah. 
I mean, like I said, I, I Scarlett Johansson is in the Jungle Book. Wow! Surprise, surprise! <laughs> I knew Shocker. I wasn't crazy. Shocker! Yes. Um. Yeah. Go see it. You give uh, it a six out of ten. I gave it a six. I would not see it again, to be honest. I mean, I'm maybe go if I saw, I had brought a kid with me. I'm gonna go see it Thursday with a group of adults, mm, and it should be really? interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my is mouth this closed. Is I thought no, no, no. It's a, no, no, okay. no. no. Oh Lord, gotta, gotta no. Ask. I'm not. Listen, I don't even want to get into that talk. Right. Today. I'm like, where is that? We're in. You know, it's been seven months. So you my, can be married by my now. My joke is a mess. <laughs> so uh, I thought that Beyonce did a fantastic job as Nala. She did. Nala is not from Texas. There was only one time Nala was from Texas to me, and that's when she said, "Simba, where have you been?" <laughs> Instead of "Where have you been." Um, but I thought Beyonce did a great job. At the end, I wanted to shout. I wanted to join in on the war. Char grabbed my hand <laughs> during the. So we saw it together at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood, the iconic Chinese Chinese Theater. Yes. Shout out to uh, Twitter and Disney who invited um, us yes. there. And we saw it on the big IMAX screen. And so it was definitely an experience. And they gave free us popcorn. free popcorn. Full-size movie theater candy Mm -mm. and sodas. Not them uh, trick-or-treat candies. We got a full-size. And we could even snag some on the way out. And I had purposely – I had grabbed some Sour Patch Kids and I put that mess back because I realized in that moment, Char, you have not been eating like this. Don't – because you know – Chase knows how I am. I'm a girl that will take advantage of free food. If you invite me to a place (laughs) that has open bar and small bites – Where the shrimp rolls. Guaranteed. I'm going to take advantage of both, but I'm here more so to eat than to drink. I'm not one of the girls. I take advantage of my fr- of the of the open bar, but I'm more so. I'm looking mm. for their. I want the chicken lollipops. I want the shrimp rolls. I want the crab cakes. That is what I came to See, here to do. Give me an upscale bar for free because no. I'll drink all the cocktails. Okay, so you drink and I'll eat mm-hmm. because that's I mean I'll the, do both, but I'm going to the bar first. And I'm hanging out by the kitchen door as soon mm-hmm. as that thing swing open. That buffet. <laughs> so um. So yeah, that was that was really cool. The, mm-hmm. the that experience. Was, what what I was perplexed about was the food that they served us at the after party. Wasn't it like Mediterranean? Yeah, Mediterranean. F- uh, it was like food. flatbread, T- tzatziki sauce, and flatbread, yeah. and, and falafel and chicken yeah, meatballs. Yeah, like a falafel like meat falafel balls, tomato salad. Yeah, was, that was very bizarre, and it was funny because every white woman it wasn't in on that place. Theme. Yeah, every white woman had like a print on. Oh, that was hilarious. Every like white woman zebra. ran to her local <laughs> TJ Maxx and picked up all the leopard print. Everybody looked like the cast of Jersey Shore in there. It was hilarious. Lots of red lips and animal print. Because mm-hmm. you know those corporate events is, is very like, we're going to invite the people who work on the movie or who are part right. of Twitter, who work in the office during the day, and they have something fun to do at night on, on a Wednesday. Yes. And so all the white women in there had very nice. on... Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was we very well done. We got a well plush done. gift. E.T. Um, Entertainment tonight did a special interview with the cast after the oh, movie. Oh, really? We were there. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm know. thinking because E.T. did something with Beyonce today. And I was like, wait, she wasn't there. Because uh, when we were oh, – I was yeah, rooting yeah, yeah, for yeah. Beyonce to be there, but she had her butt in Arizona filming Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was that was fun. And I have – if you all want to see clips, again, I'm going to redirect you to my YouTube. It's under my Lion King review. I definitely included clips, including uh, The Circle of Life, sang by some original um, vocalists mm-hmm. on the, on the hum did he do so go see it. What I'm interested in knowing is, so what I said is, all in all, I give it a 7.5 out of 10, but there are two characters who got under my skin, who I felt underperformed. Ooh, in, okay, hold on. Don't, tell it, don't say it yet. I'm not going to say it. I want, I, I want people listening to Kiss and Tell to go see the movie and contact me on social media with who you think I am talking about. All there right, are so two, let me think. 
two characters who underperformed to me. You should know both of them because I talked to Jace. I was leaning over talking to Jace right, the while entire, the movie was the playing. The entire movie. <laughs> Grabbing my because hand. She was crying. She was saying hallelujah. She was speaking in tongues. Because the, let me tell you all. The visuals. Hallelujah. The visuals. girl, what? <laughs> the visuals are A1 in this film. And it is. I felt comfortable to talk to Jace throughout the film because honestly – this version is tried and true to the animated version. It is. It is it tried is. and true. So we know what's coming Same up. Same script. We know what's about to happen. Same visuals. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I felt comfortable talking to you. But that damn circle of life, that opening number, I did say thank you, Jesus, and hallelujah. I she felt like the praising. Holy Spirit moved through the theater. you got to hear me when I say this. It felt like the Holy Spirit moved through through the theater with that damn circle of life number. I, I just was floored. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm getting misty eyed thinking about it. It was, it Jesus, was good. Here we go. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. And then seeing it in IMAX. Yeah. Could you imagine 3d if we had goggles or something like, so um, oh, if we had goggles, I would have thrown up. But yeah, so there are, there are two performers and I want you all to go check out the movie. And then, like I said, contact me, call me, beat me. If you want to reach me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I even did a call to action on my damn YouTube. I want to know who, who you thought underperformed. And if you know who I'm talking about with the two characters who I thought, like I said, no one's performance was overall bad, but there, there are critical moments in the lion king that you need to show up mm -hmm. and because the the animation did not allow a lot of emoting like you mentioned earlier about mm -hmm. how the lions not no animal was able to emote i think no. zazu and timon were the two animals that that i felt like whose facial expressions really jumped yeah. out at us but because that was a factor which i don't know if the animals were privy to i mean i don't know if the actors were privy to or if the directors but i felt like as a voice actor it was then in any arena, even if they were emoting, as a voice actor, you it's a little bit different. You got to show up and you got to use pull out all your skill and your vocal cadence and your nuances right. to convey that emotion to the people watching the damn film. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done with The Lion King. Jace gives it a 6 out of 10. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Go check it out. It's in theaters this weekend and get back to us. Mm -hmm. So I have a question, kind of a, um, a traditional kiss and tell question. I'm going to oh just throw God. in there. So we have been watching Pose. Um, shout out to Angelica Ross. Um, she could actually be this week's, um, what was it called again? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not the LGBT corner, but the, the uh, uh, K-E-T. K-E-T, kudos. Kudos, there Woo! we go. Ooh, Jesus, this has been a very long a time. Rusty. I'm like, it wasn't, what's, that <laughs> what's that category called? All 10s across the board. Um, but, yeah, so this last week's episode we saw Ricky and Damon. Damon, and I think it was pretty much clear. It wasn't said verbatim, uh, but it was pretty much made clear that it wasn't. Ricky was indeed cheating. On oh, absolutely, Damon. absolutely. Yes, yeah, so they didn't say it, but he alluded to because he said, "I should have never messed it up with Damon for you." Right. It's some line that yeah. he said in that episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they never really showed them kind of reconciling that situation. It was just like, all right, well, you know, we're separated. We're no longer together. And they're so young, too. Mm -hmm. um, but they kind of came together on a friendship level. But there's obviously a little bit of something more um, to have this audition and always look out for each other. So my question for you, Shar, <laughs> is have you ever been in a situation where you have had somebody who you – 
was mutual attraction. It was that that part has already been set in stone. Um, and whether you guys broke up or not, sure. But you knew at the time it was not meant to be. But you were still able to carry on a friendship or have their back through whatever situation you're going through. It wasn't like a chop. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you no more. You cheated on me, blah, 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 blah. It was like, all right, I can see you for who you are. This is who I am. We still obviously have this connection. So let's flourish as friends and keep it going and embrace each other's energy versus a hard um, judo chop. I have been in plenty of situations like that, and it turns into me being the emotional kickstand, or as Bruna, shout out to Bruna, who was our guest last year, the girl before the girlfriend. That's what mm. the stuff like that turns into. I went to lunch with her last week. Um, I have been in plenty of situations like that, but I can't, what I'm trying to do with prioritizing myself is I cannot be in another situation like that, because what it turns into is me caring more than you, me having your back more than you would have mine, me showing up for you in ways that you would never show up for me, or at least I don't think you would. And it turns into, uh, the lines are too blurred for that. Like we're both attracted to each other, but it'll never work. So you're more But like- I'm still hanging around, and we may occasionally do, only God knows what this may lead to, nine times out of ten, something sexual, and now it's even more confusing. So you see yourself more in Ricky's shoes. Well, no, because Ricky trifling. <laughs> I would never be with someone. Well, I don't. I can't say what I would ever do because I haven't been in that situation. But I think it is trifling without debate to be in a relationship with someone, cheat on them, start a relationship with the person you cheated on them with, mm. and then when that mm. fails, you back today doorstep talking about did nobody do me like you did, I, and, and, and you trying know what to flirt I've and stuff. That is trash so, that's about trash. that argument is that they both treat each other's sex in each other's face. Like I hate seeing that because you know how ricky was like well you were gonna say that when your legs were behind my oh the, the argument that they i had. hate yeah. when people throw sex in each other's face as a way to like break them down because that's a very vulnerable moment like of and course i wasn't saying it then yeah like, <laughs> i'm in my no. most vulnerable state and i hate when people use that as like because there's been times like even um there was a situation where sometimes it's warranted is like, it? like you can't, you can't be carrying on a sexual relationship with me and then turn around and, and try to be messy on my time, uh, or talk mess about me, or try to be. You can't be loving me behind closed doors and be publicly transphobic because you weren't saying that when X, Y, and Z. Like sometimes I feel like it can slip Ooh. through the cracks and Ooh. you can get away with it. Other times Ooh. I agree with you, it's dumb. But what we're not about to do is do this tit for tat. You can't be a white nationalist and then laid up with me. Like a white nationalist <laughs> that I don't know about and then trying to be laid up on me and on, on Tinder. Twitter, because then I'm going Right. Because then I'm going to be like, oh, really? Hashtag Trump. That's not what you were saying in my uh, DMs. Mm-hmm. Or on my you boudoir. Know. Right. Oh, God. I, I'd have to cut my lower half off if that ever <laughs> happened. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Yeah, um, have I? I've been in that situation a couple of times, and it's funny because the other day I was like talking to myself, like I sometimes do, and I was like, I should definitely respect myself more, because I had a very um, honest conversation. Actually, remember when I Facetimed you when I was in New York, when I was yes. with Austin? Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember. And so Austin is one of my good uh, Judies from New York, and uh, he has seen me. At my highest as well as my lowest. 
And he has seen some of the people I've had in my circle, whether whether become like whether it's like a friend or someone I was dating or someone I was just fucking. And he has always told me that I should have more respect for myself because of what I allow people to do for me or do to me. Um, And they do it because they feel very valid because, you know, I could get away with it. So, like, why not? And I allow it to happen. And so that's one thing that I am working on with myself, which is having more self-respect for me and what I allow people to cause I have a, a lot of patience and I'm very open yes to, you do I do and I should instead of having patience cut them off uh so yeah I I definitely get the whole um actually no I I don't think that Damon should try to get with Ricky I think that that ship has sailed yes and you're so young there I love that when he told who, Mother Blanca, my first love wasn't Ricky. My first love was Dan. Dance. Yeah. Be clear. Let's be honest. I love someone who has their head on their shoulders. I was like. Mm-hmm. But cut it off. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's no way that in that particular case that they'll be able to escape each other because of the field that they're in. Yeah. They're the same demographic. They're going to be mm-hmm. at the same uh, audition. They're stepsisters. Right. Like, they're going to be at the same auditions, though, because of, aside from the balls, but they're both pursuing dance. Right. And they're both young and they're both black they if 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 a casting agent is looking for is seeking a specific aesthetic they both gonna end up being in the room mm-hmm. so i i see how that can get a little blurry but as far as like opening the door i hope damon does but i wouldn't be surprised if he did open the doors back up to ricky because he's so young and stupid so and ricky's cute cute ain't got nothing to do with it because if he did it once, you he 24, can do it again. Q has to do okay, with so uh, that's why I can't be no house mother. Because if, when Ricky break your heart again, you can't come crying. You can't be on Mother Blanca's bed. You want to you no. console? No. Oh my god. No, because I want to tell you what not I told to you do. Ass. So if you, if you, let me say this: if you choose to approach that situation with the same naivete that you approached it the first time, I have no sympathy for you because he's shown you who he is. He's shown you what he's capable of doing. But there's but a if you difference between it, coming as a mother and a friend. But listen, if you approach it with knowing his potential with acknowledging that he has potential to be trash. Okay. That I'll give you the grace and space to process. But if you approach that same situation with the same naivete, if you come to me, I can't believe that he did it. I'm done because hello, I'm gonna have to knock on your forehead. Hello. Are you not keeping up? He did it to you. What's not clicking? What as New York's mom, (laughs) as sister Patterson says, what's not clicking things like that, you know, irk me, even though I know that I've been in situations like that. And that's probably why I'm so that's not plenty of times. A lot I have, but that's probably why in turn, I'm so hard on, uh, on people who come to me with it because I'm, definitely hard on myself when the the few times that i've allowed it to happen with me and 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 the men that i've been involved with he's shown me that he's what he's capable of he's literally done the same thing mm-hmm. once before so when he does it again now what now what put not your clown die. mask on mm-hmm. sis grab your clown nose i can't so and, and what ricky did was no small feat to me that's a big deal you don't get to cheat on me and then lie about it Start, lie to my face put on this whole performance mm-hmm. And then begin embark on a relationship with the person you cheated on mm. me with. And then when that doesn't work out, now you knock it mm. back on my door. Ooh. No, that's a cardinal Ooh, sin. Ricky is trash. That's a cardinal sin. That ain't no little light little slap on the wrist. That is a cardinal sin. So, but, yeah. they, but they have that energy. And it's obvious that they definitely. It's toxic either way you slice it. Ain't nothing toxic, beneficial that can come from that. But I, I, I understand Damon in seeing and 
embracing not even embracing but acknowledging that you know we have a great chemistry and it may not be what i want but it to chemistry be. means nothing if you're not gonna do what you if you're not gonna hold up your end of the bargain of what we established then chemistry be damned right because so it's just gonna friends. turn into a toxic a toxic fireball of nonsense yeah we'll see what happens but godspeed damon and godspeed ricky as well to be honest i guess um so yeah um anything else um i i'm just about done you know yeah pose is getting interested everything euphoria is getting euphoria is so fucking good when they play something like my daddy i fell out well you know drake is a producer on the show so it has a Uh hip-hop influence that's why it has that degrassi effect i believe Mm -hmm. uh but yeah who's your favorite character jules and well i love jules and cat zendaya's Mm. character rue is my least favorite so far yeah. Uh, but I love Jules and Kat because I can relate to them both in very, very different ways. But I certainly relate to them both. There's parallels with Kat being the fat girl and, and me being the trans girl and that level of confidence. That's what I relate to. And in, in high school, I was as confident as Kat was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times, much like Kat, being reaffirmed by my interactions with men. Because you can't tell me nothing when I'm sleeping with, with the top quarterback of the school like you know what i'm saying like that type thing you can't and that's just an example but you can't read me sis you can read me all day y'all can make y'all can giggle i know what it is at 3 p.m like so i had that kind of reaffirming situations literally my entire adolescence but of course i relate to jules with the trans aspect of it even though at the time i was more so non-conforming but i relate to that like the secrecy of things yeah. so it's like both of those characters fused together I'm a, i see myself in both of them yeah i my favorite character is cat and i definitely like the fact that cat knows her insecurities and uses them to her, her advantage mm-hmm. um and then also um get this coin sis like yeah she over here making money in high school which is i mean i'm very sex positive um still dangerous it's but very yeah. dangerous uh because she's still a that minor. old man is her friend she's a minor and one thing i will say also with the parents which i haven't said even like on twitter or publicly is that i thought it was really dope how easy the conversation was that rue's mother and uh jules father had about asking them about if they were dating Yes. Because that's one, it's a lesbian relationship, and then two, it was a trans. Yes. And so that's like a whole other dynamic, and I couldn't even imagine that conversation with our generation. It's unrealistic to me. That To me, that's one of the most unrealistic aspects. Not that conversation in particular, but the way in which Jules and her sister speak to the mother. I ain't never known a black mother to sit up in her house and get cursed out by her black daughters. I just, well, I've never known that to well, be true. Well, she also married a white man. Still... Still, I know black women, if anything, it's the other way around. I've seen interracial relationships where the black dad and the white mom and then the child is hurling profanity. I mean, I've never I seen a black mother. I, it, it's Gen Z. Mom, it's, I don't give a fuck. That, yeah, excuse, no, that's, what? that's crazy. What? Backhanded that's on the most the unrealistic aspect of the show to me. Um, if it, now, like I said, if it were the other way around, if she were white and the dad were black, I'd be like, oh, I see it. Yeah. Even with her cursing him, I'd be like, I see it. But it's something about the black mom. It, it don't translate. But it don't resonate with me. But the mom's probably over it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Her but, husband but, died. Her but daughter's he's on not drugs. not dead yet, is he? Yeah. I thought he's in the back room hooked up to some machine. No, he is dead. So when did he die? What episode was that? He died before the show even started. That's not true because they showed him in episode two with a sponge bath or something. Like episode two that or three. That was like a flashback. That man is dead. 
Oh, well, even if he is dead, what I mean, she over it, the over it aspect, it wouldn't have even started. That's what I'm saying. Black people that I know, it wouldn't have even started for you to be over with. You not about to be in my house stressing me out. I'm I'm showing up for you, trying to support you and your habit. You not about to be cursing me out, and yeah. I'm and I'm providing for you. That's what we got to draw a hard line in the sand somewhere. I agree, I agree. And so, I'm yeah. totally for her. And Jules Big Little Lies. Me. Maybe because I don't now. Big Little Lies. Are we ready to admit that this season is garbage? Can uh, we talk or can we talk? This season is not. I'm not going to say it's garbage. I don't agree with that. Uh, I say that this season one was better. I think Meryl Streep was a great addition. I think if Meryl Streep was not there, it would not be oh God, yeah. good at I all. Um, I like it. Trash. It's, it's, I like every it. episode feels like the shoe's going to drop and it never drops. I'm sick of the flash. It seems like the writing is just off. The cinematography is still there. But as far as the traction of the storyline, it just feels like a whole lot of fillers and dragging. Like what is going like literally this past episode uh, with Celeste in the courtroom is when I perked up and got interested because my Sunday nights, literally Big Little Lies used to be when when I binged it. I was in it to win it. So I was anticipating season two. But on my Sundays, Big Little Lies is by far the last show that I watch. Really? I, I definitely like Euphoria Potomac. better than – See, I I'm running do. to the TV for Euphoria, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Big Little Lies. Let me turn that – Like, I'm not enthusiastic about this season because nothing's happened to Well, this season finale is next. On it's Sunday. about to end? It's over. Mm-hmm. Big Little Lies is about to end. Sunday. It's over. Oh, then, yeah, I can say fundamentally that this season was was garbage. Unless this episode, unless this, what they're about to give us on Sunday is about to just rip all of my braids out, then this season they could have kept, honestly. Even with Meryl Streep as the addition, as Mary Louise, they could have kept. The writing has just been off. It feels like fillers. A whole bunch of B storylines, no A storyline, just B storylines and cinematography. With great actresses. Great actresses, beautiful gowns. Um, Horrible writing. Horrible storylines. Um, Renata, is that her name? Yes, the best character on the show. Yeah, I definitely see myself. Laura, Laura Dern, Dern, mm-hmm. who is Doctor Sadler in Jurassic Park, who also kissed Ellen when Ellen came out on her sitcom and got a lot of hate mail. So progressive. All right, well, there's your episode that you've been harassing us for for the past seven months. <laughs> uh, with DMs, emails, tweets. If you have any questions for us that you want us to answer. On the next episode, be sure to email those in. What's the email address? Uh, askkatradio at gmail.com. Yeah, send those in. We're, a- we're asking some questions. I mean, excuse me, answering some questions next week. Mm-hmm. But we back. Um, it was good. Um, you know, thanks for joining us and chit-chatting with us for the past. I don't even know how long this has been because, you know, we're doing this thing on our We've own. We've been around for four years, but in reality, it's been like two and a half. I meant like this episode. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, cause we've taken break. Like last year we took a five month break and we then did the summer break. We didn't come back till September. We ended with KT hundred June 17th and we came back oh, in September. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We've taken some, some huge breaks, but I mean, given the circumstances, it was necessary. Hello. Hashtag so. defeat. All right. Shara, can we find you everywhere at Shar says so. And every week. I mean, my, my days are off, but every week you can expect a new YouTube video from me. Okay. I'm glad you're back with that. Yeah. And, and I love the aesthetic too, easy. like that glittery background. I'm thinking I'm going to change it soon. Really? Yeah, I'm going to change it soon. To what? 
surprise? You have to wait and see. Okay. You love a surprise. Um, I'm Jace Barron, Jace Barron across the board, at J-A-Y-C-E-B-A-R-O-N. Um, follow me, tweet us, use the hashtag, hashtag K-H-E radio, join the conversation, and we will see you all next week. And go see The Lion King and tell us what you think. Bye, guys. Bye.